The Sirens Three, stanzas 101 through 120. By Walter Crane, read for LibriVox.org, by Jason in Panama. 101. Man is, but who can count his being's cost? Who meets the water from the pitcher lost? The squandered corn upon the sower's path? Cast in time's scale, hath good or ill the most? 102. Each out of Babel answers for himself, As justice he doth love, or gilded pelf, Who in the school of ignorance Should read truth's tattered book On thriftless nature's shelf? 103. Unlettered children, hopeless to the task, And dumb before life's riddles, still we ask, But labor, soul, is answered, patient thought, and science still doth nature make unmask. 104. Ah, what is life, a coin but stamped and cast into time's treasury, counted, weighed, and passed, staked in the fateful race for real or woe, and gold or silver changed for lead at last? 105. While dread necessity, great nature's nurse, who rules man's way for better or for worse, still watching by death's bed and births doth sit to pour life's blessing or to brand its curse. 106. Between the flickering lamps of day and night, cloaked in her age-worn mantle, care bedight, behold her shape, inexorable, vast, blind arbitress or changeling wrong and right. 107. Who pain and bliss and passion, hope, despair, casts in life's cup, she, cunning, mixes fair, and gives as to a babe man's helpless lips, drawing delicious poison unaware. 108. Then what is life? Well, we might ask again, a spirit from the cup that fills the brain with teeming images of love and power and high desires tis impotent to gain. 109. Protean life which man doth vain pursue from youth's green meads to age's mountains blue, the painted fly a breathless child doth chase through all its changing shapes to change but true. 110. This quivering bubble dyed with every stain of splendor and of passion, why in vain ah why it sails the summer air an iridescent moment lost in rain 111 but still the cup is passed swift as of yore as life each new-come guest doth pledge and pour the priceless wine into the fragile glass once to the brim filled up and filled no more 112 some drink with eager thirst, some waste their store, or drop by drop, still watch it shrinking sore. Some, ere the vital juice hath passed their lips, the frail cup shatter on the marble floor. 113. Yet high the feast-tide rolled, and those who fell few missed, nor empty long their place did dwell, for great the press is at earth's table round, and still new streams that company doth swell. 114. 
Ah, bitter was the strife and hot the breath of envy, hate, their smiling masks beneath, and baleful fires I saw in beauty's eyes, and rosy ensigns veiled the cheek of death. 115. While groveled for the crumbs a famished crew, as starved hounds for what man careless threw on wastrel bread and refuse fain to feed, or none, as deadlier their struggle grew. 116. For very life at all too dear a cost, as slaves these toiled, while those as counters tossed their lives for gold, or gold for lives exchanged, indifferent, so they did win, who lost? 117. For those the roses, and for these the rue, in man's unequal measures paid undue. Some murmured loud, some patient bore their fate. The poor were many, and the rich were few. 118. Most weary of the sordid throng I grew, and thence a little space apart withdrew. Weary of life, that it this thing should be, nor other lot for man that hope foreknew. 119. So to the portal dark I turned again, and there, as at the first, the sisters twain, she who the fruitless garland hung aloft, she on the shattered stone that wept in vain. 120. But in the forecourt flashed the fountain's stream, the wintry tree beside its glittering beam bore now a cloud of blossom, red and pale, as if bright spring had touched it in a dream. End of stanzas 101 through 120. This recording is in the public domain.